The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, tonight I have a good friend of mine here for an in-depth discussion on a wide range of topics. His name is Dan Golvach. We'll get into how he got involved with politics, how he got involved with border advocacy. He is a fantastic person, an unbelievable musician and a good friend of mine dan thank you very much for joining us here at the dustin gold standard glad to be here dustin glad uh appreciate you inviting me on hey so no hey no problem i I wanted to get you on for a while uh but i had to set up 64 episodes first because uh, you were such a uh a well-rounded well-researched uh, person to speak to and so I said let me get all this stuff out of the way and then we can have this big conversation because Dan you follow so many topics you're always sending stuff over in a text chain that I have with you and Chrissy Piccolo who had me on her show recently and Maria Albanese who's on the Thomas Paine podcast every Friday and who hooked me up with Mike Moore over there and you've been on Mike's show the Thomas Paine podcast as well so you're always sending this over you're tracking the technocrats you're tracking the uh you know, leftist commie scum, the worldwide fascists. I mean, you, you're on top of everything. Well, it's the insomnia that does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can I can look at I can sit there and look at it in the dark, or I can uh, you know I can turn on my iPad and, and look at the news and uh, follow. You know, I follow a lot of different uh, blogs and and sites and uh I, I spent a lot of time trying to read about things and get into the minutiae of things just because uh a lot of that started with you know what happened with my son and yeah and we're, and we're gonna get into that uh momentarily dan but I, I it was funny because right before um when you just called me to let me know you were free uh, I had just recorded like a teaser that I put out before the shows telling people what's coming. And I had mentioned in the teaser that you were a musician. And I said, when COVID land, the high school theater production kicked off and I was producing Douglas to Cody's show. And you used to be on that show quite a bit and helped us line up a number of guests that we interviewed a number of experts for the border documentary. We did that. You were sitting home, like totally depressed at the beginning of COVID land when no one really knew what was going on because all of your gigs got canceled because you're a musician and you play out at clubs and restaurants and and events around texas and you were just telling me now it's starting to go into dark season so are you about to hit like deep dark depression again or are you gonna be okay well it's you know i this is a seasonal it's, be, it's become a seasonal business here down in uh, Texas, and you tend to get more work uh, during the spring, summer, and fall. 
months, but uh, you know, once November starts rolling around, it it, it starts to you know a lot a lot of a lot of the venues that I work at will start they'll close down the live entertainment until you know they'll pick it back up in March. So uh, it's just the nature of the business has changed a lot over the past ten or fifteen years, and it's uh, that's just becoming more and more of a uh, pattern that I see and. It's uh, it's unfortunate because you know, come uh, the beginning of the year, well, you got Christmas that you got to spend a bunch of money. Then you got to come up with your taxes and your uh, <laughs> everything else. It just comes at a bad time, and uh, so it's 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 as much as I love the weather change. You know, today I went out on my mountain bike and uh, it was just beautiful. It felt perfect. It was like. 68 degrees and just like I couldn't get enough of it uh but uh it's just you know you always have that gloom and doom you know where it, when you're in your business for yourself like I am uh and you don't you look at your calendar and it looks anemic well it's it's a kind of a dark feeling but I'm kind of getting used to it uh, you know that's where a little faith comes in you know I mean ultimately at the end of the day I have to say turn things over and just say it's in your hands and uh, you well, know, I mean, I'll do the best I can and I don't worry about it I think maybe that's the main reason why we're here is to learn how to do that <laughs> you know definitely well I remember also back during the beginning of um, COVID on Doug's show we used to ask the audience, and we had a pretty big uh, audience then, we used to ask them to send us videos of what they were doing to kill time when everyone was on lockdown. And I remember you started sending a bunch of videos of you uh, hiking out in, the, uh, out in the woods near your house. And then eventually in the last, was it six to 12 months, you ended up picking up this mountain bike. And one of the things we talk about on the show is just little things you could do in your life to escape the matrix, how, how you can live one foot in and one foot out. And most of us have to live one foot in because that's where you go make food coupons, you know, your money. And then how do you um, withdraw from the matrix when you have the opportunity? And I think that was one of the things with COVID is it seemed like you had reconnected with nature. Oh, yeah, uh, I have. Uh, you, know, I've, you know, I've always walked the dog and I like walking the dog and I like I like getting out. There's, uh, I live, fortunately, uh, I'm right where the uh, suburbs meet the rural area north of Houston. And so just, you know, within a couple of blocks from my house, I'm, I'm, I've got to feed into the woods and the creeks. And the, uh, it just becomes a, a big, nature, you know, I mean, many, many miles of nature trails. And uh, just you can hike all day and not see anything man-made. And I love that, and it uh, it it is a source of uh, sanity for me. Uh, just you know, uh, that's it's kind of like almost going to church. Not that I worship the nature; it's just that when I'm out there, I feel more at peace, and I can talk to God, and I can I can collect my thoughts, and I can I can kind of realign my thinking and not wander off into the weeds worrying about this, that, or the other. And it's, I just found it to be very therapeutic, whether I'm with my dog or I'm on my bike. And this mountain bike, uh, a lot of fun. I've, it's an e-bike, actually. It's an e-mountain bike. This is my second one, and it's just a blast. And it doesn't go quite fast enough for me to do too much damage to myself. 
So you don't Even put the I, dog. I, I spilled. I, I'm sorry. So you, you don't put the dog in a basket in the front like ET and run. No. <laughs> too big. He's a, he's a, he's half lab and the other half is border cob. he's like seventy pounds now. So he he just uh, it wouldn't work out. But uh, you know I walk him in the morning and then I come back and if it's a day off then I get on that. But I walk every day i try to walk every day before i go to the gig or whatever but you know if i have a day off and when i get back i'll hop on the bike and go for a couple hours and uh, uh it's just good fun and uh you know the bike could get about between 20 and 30 miles depending on what type of surface i'm riding on uh on one charge so it's pretty cool i, I really enjoy it it you know here i am almost 60 years old and i'm doing something I thought I would never be able to do again. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, when I met my uh, wife, who you met, I actually mentioned that in the trailer to this episode, that we went and had dinner with you in, when we were in Texas. But when I had met her, she she grew up uh, in Poland, came over here when she was 19 to go to college. And so she grew up uh, Polish, Polish Catholic, which, you know, Catholicism is huge there. But she had told me over the years, you know, she stopped going to, to church, but she has hiked mountains all over the world. She's been to 47 countries, including Poland and the United States. And she said, I just feel closer to God than, uh, than anywhere else on earth when I'm standing on top of a mountain staring into the sun. You know, she said, I feel closer there than in any other place. So uh, I, it was well, amazing when I met her. And she told me this the first night that we actually met each other. She was telling me about this feeling she gets. And she's like, do you like to go out in nature? I said, yeah, actually, I do. But I haven't had a lot of time. And she's like, well, I'm going to make you do it. So <laughs> she has made me do it. Because you know, let's face it: when you're out there, you're 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 seeing God's artwork. Okay, you're seeing you're seeing the 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 infinite, amazing, creative power of the Creator, and it it makes you realize that you know how real it is and how real He is, and uh, you realize you know humanity can't make something like this you know we we can try to to do uh you know you can try to to uh, pervert it like uh like Yuval Harari or, you know or, or the the transhumanist cult is but you can't really make something that's this glorious and this beautiful and just full of life uh humans can't do that and uh it it just to me, it just brings me to the divine. It does every time. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I'm glad you just brought that up because it's a point that I make to my audience all of the time that uh, these people like Yuval Noah Harari or Bill Gates or Peter Thiel or Jeff Bezos or, you know, any of these guys, uh, these technocratic transhumanists, they may want to play God, they may want to be God, but at the end of the day, they're nothing more than hackers, pirates, hijackers, you know, thieves. That's all they are. Because if they were gods, they'd snap their fingers and their new being would be there. Instead, all they do is focus on hacking the human mind 
mind, hacking the human genome, splicing DNA, building robots that look like humans, building artificial intelligence that operates on uh, everything they've been able to hack from the brain. But where I think they fail and their plans fail in the future, they may have do a lot of destruction uh, by the time this is revealed. But the one piece that they cannot duplicate, and this is what I think pisses them off, because uh, they are psychopaths and they have declared war on humanity. It, sadly, most humans don't know that. But they'll never be able to duplicate the soul. That's the piece of the puzzle that they cannot figure out. They can't figure out how to duplicate the soul. They can't even make a cheap imitation. I mean, it's life. They can't. They can manipulate life that's already there. They can. Uh, they might be able to try to. Uh, I guess mirror it through uh, AI and, and, and advanced digital technology and try to come up with some gizmo that stimulates it, but they really can't create the soul. They can't even really create the simplest life form, like a leaf. You know, the, it, that's, that's, they're, they're just trying to create uh, some sort of artificial utopia uh, to try to escape, you know, the the uh, discomfort that every person on the planet feels because being alive, that we're you know the, the fact that we're not in heaven, we're we're on a fallen earth, and uh, good things and bad things happen. But they they just want they think they can eliminate all the bad things and make life hunky dory for themselves. Of course, they. They've also calculated into this that, well, if we're going to do that, we can't do that with this many people on the planet. So, uh, you know, we've got to come up with some nifty way to talk, you know, the majority of the people under the planet to walk in the plank. Which is what they're, you know, what they're 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 coming at it from uh, a, a myriad of tactics. Uh, but it's all aimed at doing one thing is, you know, they're, there's, it's designed to herd us into their corral where they can process us and determine which ones, which ones of us are, uh, suitable to, uh, serve their new, new world order utopia and which ones aren't and the ones that aren't will get, um, will get dusted and the ones that are they're they're going to be hooked up to the machine so they can be controlled and not have any free will or you know oh dan definitely i mean that that's a lot of what i cover here let me let me just play you 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 this clip real quick and i'm sure you've heard it and i played it for the audience in the past probably 50 episodes ago just a short clip from yuval noah harari because you just mentioned um free will but just to show how brazen and how evil these people are and uh for people that are tuning in for the first time you know it's not like yuval noah harari is just some you know pothead eighth grade biology teacher or um um some sort of uh, nutcase uh walking around you know on the street corner <laughs> just ranting this guy is the king philosopher of the world economic forum the fourth industrial revolution the side piece to klaus schwab and uh when he speaks he speaks to the billionaires he speaks to the people that wield power wield influence and control all of the wealth some of them including barack obama and mark zuckerberg have called him the 
prophet of our time. So let me just play you this little clip, Dan, and then we'll continue to go down this path because I want to talk a little bit about your background in theology and stuff like that. We need to reinvent democracy for this new era in which humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Yeah, you see that, Dan? So we need a new form wow. of democracy. We need a new form of democracy because the days of you having a soul, a spirit, and free will are over. Right? And when you were texting me earlier today about some of the stuff you wanted to talk about, you had mentioned that they want to corral you into this new system that you just talked about before I played the clip. And that's what he's referring to right there. We need a new form of democracy that centers around the fact that you, and he's called us all useless humans before hackable animals, that you peasants, you plebeians, you useless hackable animals uh, are going to live in because we've deemed it that you have no free will, you have no soul, you have no spirit. Well, if you think about it, Justin, one of their goals is, you know, immortality, just like you hear Jared Kushner talk about it. I may be the first generation that, that doesn't uh, die, you know, so I got to take care of myself. Well, yeah, okay, so let's follow the logic there. If you think that you're going to live forever, that you're going to have technological advances that, uh, that accommodate that, then you can't very well have more people being born on the planet. You've got to reduce the population because you're not going to be completing the cycle anymore. You're going to be staying here. So you can't just keep stacking up people. They know this. These psychopaths, actually, that's what they're, they're shooting for is immortality. And they, they say, well, if we're going to do that, if we're going to be here forever, then we can't just keep adding on and adding on because eventually the boat tips right and the, the lifeboat sinks and they view earth as the lifeboat and you know once you 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 fill up to over capacity well the thing starts to sink and they know this so they've got to do what they've got to do to get those numbers down so they can have their great reset or their build back better which doesn't doesn't include us it really <laughs> should be build build back better for them <laughs> That's what it is. Build back better for us. And no, you're right about that. Yeah. Because if we have, let's say, let's say the numbers are accurate and there's 7.7 billion people on the planet Earth, as I've explained several times um, on the show, is that they have to cap that somewhere. They can't give immortality with all of their life extension techniques. And they're working on everything from nanobots they inject into their bloodstream to being able to genetically splice, grow babies in synthetic wombs, upload their minds to the cloud, and then beam the minds down into either a new baby or like a nanobot Iron Man suit. And this isn't uh, crazy conspiracy theory stuff. I've broken this down on the show in their own words one of the 
foremost thinkers in this space that's been around for 40 years is Ray Kurzweil, chief engineer at Google. He used to work for Microsoft, but he is one of the founding members of the modern singularity movement, which is the merger of man and machine. I mean, he talks about this stuff openly. Yuval Noah Harari talks about this stuff openly. Peter Thiel talks about it openly. These guys don't hide it. Um, Now, people may say, well, they're just crazy. I'm like, well, yeah, I agree with you. They're crazy. But the, the scary part is they wield power and they wield influence and they do control wealth and they're all make they all make up what is the private public sector state that is basically this new world order i mean they are in power right now and dan before we continue i'm just going to play the clip quick because i had it up for people that haven't heard it i mean this is the clip of jared kushner that dan just referenced friend and and then finally i think that from uh you know the last year the one thing i've tried to put a priority on since i left the white house was you know getting some exercise in i think that there's a a good probability that my generation is hopefully with the advances in science either you know the 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 first generation to live forever or the last generation that's going to die and so uh, we need to keep ourselves in in pretty good shape yeah okay dan that's the clip and for the audience i just want to tell you this because i'll stick it in now dan had the pleasure of meeting this wonderful young fellow <laughs> i wouldn't call it a pleasure i tell you <laughs> i never felt felt like i was around rosemary's baby it was that creepy that guy creeped me out it was just a dark spiritual feeling that i got around him and what would dan and when was that, that was it, that what was that 2016 i first met him yeah i met him in 2017 it was briefly i really didn't even chat with him i just it was just in passing but you know i was there with president trump at the time in the in the roosevelt room and we were doing a, a press a comp uh you know, it was uh, regarding, uh, I think it was uh border security bill that he was trying to pass. But, uh, yeah, I was there with, it was the third or fourth time that I was with President Trump. And so he, he just happened to be there. And it just, it just gave me uh, the woolies. He really gave me the woolies. It was just a very, I never went back to D.C. after that. I never wanted to go back there. It just, the whole town, to be honest with you, Dustin. I just felt like I was in a very dark place spiritually. My my spirit would tell me this is not a good place. There's a lot of bad people here. There's a lot of bad spirits here. This it's just a very I mean for lack of a better term, demonic place. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, I feel that. Yeah. It was very oppressive. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it uh, and it feels very I, I, it, it's very a fair it's very fake there too. I did a lot of business in and out of DC over the years um, as I was in corporate entertainment, and my specialty was I managed and developed political impersonators. So I had characters like Sarah Palin, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Mitt Romney, uh, George Bush, Bill Clinton. So we would do a lot of conferences in DC when companies or associations were having a dinner for their PAC, like their political action committee, and we did a lot of political events there. And yeah, it's it's always very like fake. Uh, it does feel very dark 
pe- people there are very strange. And I know people um, through my wife that live and work around there. And she lived in that uh, area before we met. And she's like, everybody there is just very pretentious. Everybody's fake. Everybody's a liar. Everybody's some kind of government worker or government contractor or spook. I mean, the whole thing is just, it's really disgusting, to be <laughs> honest. You know, I mean, the, my synopsis for all of that is, I, I mean, I could go on for hours about it, but I guess it just comes down to this. I mean, campaigns are expensive and the devil is rich. And, you know, uh, what you have is basically a, it's a cabal. Uh, they all get in on it. They all start drinking from the trough and, uh you know, if you're going to be in, if you're going to be an elected official there, you're going to have any any kind of uh, way at all. Uh, you're going to have to play the game. And the game is, this isn't a, a government by the people for the people. It's the government by the people for the, uh, you know, the elite globalist goon donor class. And if people think that just extends to the Democrat Party, well, they're they're sadly mistaken. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, Dan, Dan, when did you first meet, um, because you just had mentioned uh, being there when Trump was announcing a border bill that he was trying to get passed. When did you first meet uh, Trump? I first met uh, Trump in uh, October of 2015 uh, when he came to Beaumont and uh, you know I'm an angel father and uh, there was a group of us and he we were back there with Maria Espinosa the Remembrance Project and he uh, was doing a rally there and we so we all met him there was about a dozen of us and he picked I say half of us and he picked me uh, to come up on the stage with him and, you know, give the crowd our story. And, and, uh, I stood right there with him and he didn't tell me what to say. He just said, go up there and tell your story. And so I did. And then, uh, he did a few more events with Maria Then I met him. And then, uh, you know, after he became president, um, he called me, his uh, office called me to come up there and, be present for a uh, for this legislation he was trying to get passed, uh, and uh, so it was uh, you know a little little meeting that we had, a little round table we had there in the Roosevelt Room. They had all the press there, and that's when uh, I, I uh, crossed paths with Jared, and uh, it was it was a really surreal, eerie feeling. It just I just got the feeling that this guy is, there's something really deceptive about him. And, uh, you know, uh, that's, that was the, you know, and then of course, a couple of years later, you hear him talking about this stuff. And I've always been kind of suspicious of him. As a matter of fact, that's one of my criticisms of President Trump. I think one of his biggest Achilles heels was his son-in-law. And I think it was very inappropriate for him to have that guy in there with that, giving him that much uh, leeway in his administration. It's just straight up nepotism, and I, I, uh, I didn't care for it. 
Yeah, so before that, that occurred... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, but before that occurred, Dan, um, I mean, you were well aware of, I mean, you had followed politics. You were well aware of Trump. You were well aware of Jared Kushner. It's not like you were just, you know, some dope off the street. I mean, you, you had been yeah. following this stuff for a while. You had been researching. I, I mean, just so the audience knows, like you had been doing research on things like, you know, Illuminati, all that kind of stuff for 20 years before this uh, unfortunate situation we'll get to what happened in your life oh, that ended up leading you to yeah, Trump. I mean, you, you had been studying this stuff for years before that occurred. Well, I'm 59 and I, I first got uh, enamored with this stuff when I was about 17. Uh, and I started reading, of course, when the internet uh, became available, then the, you know, the information highway, then there was a lot more, uh, I was, wasn't just shackled to go and buying a book in some store, you know I mean? It was just suddenly I had a wealth of material I could research and, uh, and I just kind of got fixated on it for one reason or another. And so it's, I've always been trying to follow the rabbit holes and, uh, understand, you know, why the world works the way it does. And, you know, just trying to unravel the, you know, the mysteries and the riddles and, uh, uh, follow the shell game so to speak right so and, then uh, um so i'm sorry about that there's a delay sometimes so it sounds like uh i apologize if i cut you off it sounds like you're ending sometimes so i jump in but um no so you had this uh situation uh i have i did not get into this um in the introduction to this show because i wanted to have you tell it in your own words um so you had this situation occur with your son, Spencer, uh, and you talked about some of this on the Thomas Paine podcast with Mike. Uh, we've talked about it in depth back when I produced the Douglas Dakota show, but why don't you just explain the situation in your words? I mentioned it before uh, when I did a special with Maria Albanese when I filled in for Mike Moore about a month ago, but why don't you explain it in your in your own words uh, for people that are just starting to listen to this show? Well, Spencer Golvach was my son. Uh, he was, I couldn't have been blessed with a, a better son. He, you know, God gave him to me when I was young and we were really close. We were both musicians and uh, he, Spencer was, uh, he, he had, uh, Rolled up his sleeves and decided to dive into the uh, small business uh, world. And he, he bought a guitar shop, the guitar shop that I got him hired at when he was a teenager. And he had worked there for about, I guess, six years. And then the owner decided to sell it and Spencer bought it off. So he was, uh, he was running this store and he owned it. And he uh, had nine employees uh, and he was, he was uh, trying to make some changes and he was, uh, we were moving the shop to another stall that was more economic, uh, made it more economically feasible for us to maintain, but it was in the same strip center, but the kid had been working a, a regular day job and then working that at night and just, just killing himself trying to make this thing happen. And he takes a night off to take his girlfriend out. This was on January 31st of 2015. He, he drops her off early because he had to get home and take care of some things. And uh, uh, it, the next day was the grand opening of his new store. 
And uh, he pulls up to a red light in northwest Houston in a four-time deported illegal alien that had done uh, five years in prison for attempted murder and had a 15-year nasty rap sheet. Just pulled up and randomly blew my son's brains out for the fun of it. Just He, he shot three people that night, killed a couple more. He, he uh, exchanged fire with the Harris County Sheriff's Department deputy, and he lost, and we were spared trial. He was taken out, thank God, but... Uh, yeah, that's that was the end of my son. Uh, he had been, like I said, deported four times. Uh, I've always said, Dustin, that he was a foot soldier. That the generals and the commanders are our government. You know, the thugs that are in our court system and our halls of Congress, and you know, as you see now, the White House uh, and the the Chamber of Commerce. That you know, the the uh, donor class that wants them here. Uh, and that would include the globalist goons I spoke of, the elite globalist goons. And uh, it's not just for cheap labor. It, there's there's other motivations, you know, like uh, Clover Piven, Howard Piven uh, Army that they're bringing in here to uh, basically destroy our country uh, and remove from us uh, our way of life. And uh, I can tell you, based on what I've seen the past two years, they've really stepped up their game. Because we basically don't have a border right now. And in the, the story I told you, is going to become more and more common with American citizens. Yeah, and Dan, one of the things that I think is important because, you know, I there's essentially like two worlds that are like ha- are happening at the same time you sort of have these surface level issues the wwe clown world circus that gets put on every day for us you know through the news through entertainment through talk radio and such and then you have what these technocratic transhumanist social engineering prison planet wardens are building which is the eventual goal of of like you said, depopulating a certain sector of people. And we've showed military doctors here on this show, uh, they have the technology to basically kill anyone they want at any time they want, targeted by their DNA. And they basically have everyone's DNA profiles. They can literally, they said, create a disease that could be spread airborne like let's say they knew you were going to be in times square new york on saturday they could make a disease that they could spread airborne and it will go into everyone's body everyone will be fine and it'll just kill you based on your dna profile meaning they can do that to any group of people and so they're working on that kind of stuff that'll obviously be to depopulate and then they have their plans of immortality for themselves but a lot of these things like the border which becomes a hot topic issue every 10 years whether it was trump talking about it a few years ago or whether it was congressman tom tancredo out of colorado talking about it 10 years before that but all of this stuff really 
it all works together. It's all in sync. And as you texted me earlier today, which was great, because I've been just talking into a wall for the last uh, two months of my life, um, you had said to me, you know, all of these games, all these schemes, all these scams, all these things play together to collapse the middle class, destroy the middle class. I believe all of these sort of transgender, gender bender movements, that's all about stripping away and dehumanizing humanizing people so they could drive uh, our kids our grandkids it's going to be the younger generations into the concept of transhumanism which is really anti-humanism which is really no more humans that's basically what it means and so the whole crippling of this country of the economy uh, taking away people's jobs 10 years ago the illegals were taking the jobs Americans don't want to do now it's moved to the next phase which is going to be robots and AI taking the jobs that humans don't want to do. This is all part of dehumanizing us. The last phase, they use the demographic warfare, which is open borders, bringing people in here illegally, starting wars in South America, Central America, Mexico, running drug cartels, and mixing things up there, and then sending our own money down there through USAID to bring people in through caravans. They bring them up here as refugees. It's unfair to those people, too. They dump them into our country. Then they tell them not to assimilate as they team them up with all these little little uh, non-profit organizations here and then they basically pit them up against americans they call us racist if we say anything about it i mean we're now decades uh decades into that phase of the game the demographic warfare but i think you put it into context so eloquently earlier today was like it's all part of this war it's all part of this uh strategy that they put together to basically strip the middle class down I think dehumanize people, desensitize people to all this to the point where we are happy with nothing, owning nothing, and eating crickets. That's the plan because the crickets are going to taste better than the bullet to your head. Well, yeah, you see, it's, yeah, it's a multifaceted or a multi-tactic type of war that they've been planning us out for a long time. And it's, you know, a lot of people think, and they, they think in terms of a revolution or a civil war or something like that is, you know, they think in the old, they, they're, they're looking at a bygone era where it was a war of attrition or, you know, you had a group of guys shooting at another group of guys or whatever. Well, that's not what's, you know, what they're doing now, it's our, as much as I love, you know me, as much as I love the Second Amendment, you know, our sidearms and, and, and semi-auto rifles aren't, what they're planning on going, I mean, what they're doing is uh, it's, they're coming at us in a multiplicity, multiplicity of ways. Uh, they are using the open borders. They have to destroy Western civilization. They have to destroy, you know, free countries. They have to, just, you know, especially a country like the United States where the citizens are allowed to have arms. They're allowed to speak freely. They're allowed to make choices for themselves. And they're, they're not just serfs, uh, you know, under the authoritarian leadership. So they've got to get rid of that to get what they want. So how do they do that? Well, they, they, uh, they make trade deals like uh, NAFTA. And they know that will... Uh, pretty much drive all of the uh, Mexican farmers out of business 
because what they do is uh, what they did when they did that is they all of our farmers got subsidized, right? So we could produce corn for twenty five cents on the dollar to what they could produce it for. So you know they they destroy their economies and they create all these desperate people that haven't ever been really ideologically uh, nurtured in Jeffersonian ideas like we have. You know, we 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 grew up with these concepts. Uh, that are that America and the American Constitution uh, stood out. Uh, it was unique, and so what they're doing is they're not. This isn't immigration. What they're doing is they're just a, a, uh, aiding and abetting an invasion of people that have never been indoctrinated in the concept of freedom and freedom of the individual and uh, the things that our forefathers uh, built the country on, right? So they they bring them in, they're desperate, they're impoverished, they're not educated, they get them on the dole, they get them to replace us, um, and they get them voting. And that's called Cloward Piven, and uh, Cloward Piven, as some people pronounce it. And so that's one thing that they're doing to eventually, like you said, demographic warfare. They're eventually going to vote us out of our rights, of our, you know, unalienable rights, uh, simply through numbers. They're doing the same thing in Europe, in Western Europe, right? Uh, and Western Europe really is further down, I think, the, the crap hole than we are. Because at least we still have some, you know, uh, freedoms here. We're, we're allowed to we're allowed to speak. We're allowed to have opinions, and we're allowed to have uh, firearms. All that, all that. That's being challenged, of course. But that's part of it. Uh, the other part of it is they're purposefully uh, trying to, I guess, a mass hypnosis type of uh, tactic with this COVID thing of getting us into a slave mentality. You put that mask on, you take the shot, even though the shot, there's never been any long-term testing like other vaccines. We, we're calling it a vaccine, therefore you take it, uh, even though there's, nobody really knows what it is. And then now you see that people are dropping dead and uh, my neighbor dropped dead that I rode bikes with uh, after his second one. My uh, uh, my brother has had problems with his heart after he had his second one, and everybody, you know, it's just, and now they're coming out, I think the uh, Pfizer exec said the other day, well, we never actually tested it to see if it prevented the spread of the, of the virus. <laughs> yeah. It's so, you know, it's, but, you know, they're, they're, they're just pushing our buttons and they're, 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 they're getting us, they're slowly introducing this sort of slave mentality it's a slow boiling frog type of death rather than just a quick death you know they're just crescendoing into this and also they were able to uh do a lot of damage to the economy spend trillions and trillions more that we don't have you know with this fake fiat uh money uh fractional bank uh, currency that's just built on promissory notes it's built on debt uh, it's there's nothing behind it, and they've been playing this game, and they've been propping it up with quantitative easing. But that that game's running out, and so now you see they they got a new scheme, they got a war going. They started up a war over there in 
East Europe, <laughs> while our border is being, you know, flooded with millions and millions of forward fibbing soldiers, we're spending seventy, eighty billion dollars on some East European strangers' border. Like that really makes any sense at all. Uh, uh, but what they're doing is they're 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 fleecing us. Number one, a lot of the politicians they get kickbacks because they're investing in the defense contractors. But that's not the main goal. The main goal is to continue to to destroy our economic stability and uh, kill us through inflation and eventually collapse the economy to where you know it's it's the old uh, you know it's the old uh, I guess you could call it. Uh, Hegelian dialectic where, you know, you create a problem and then you come in and you're the answer for the problem that you created. And that answer to that problem is going to be, well, we're going to have to do our currency di different. We're going to have to change our governments. You're all desperate now. You got to have, you know, you're all, none of you are self-sustaining anymore. We, you know, the economy is so bad that you can't provide for your family. So you're desperate. And so here's our solution. You're going to eat bugs, own nothing, and be happy. And we're going to we're going to absorb all that debt, and we're going to introduce a new currency. Uh, it's called the central bank uh, digital currency uh, that we can trace and we can control, like they do in China, uh, through a social credit score system. And it's just going to be uh, you're just going to have to let us decide. Uh, no more of this self-determination stuff. Uh, that just that was an experiment that didn't work, <laughs> and actually, it was an experiment that they destroyed that was working just fine. Uh, but the seeds of this were planted back a long time ago with central banks, and then, the, from what I can see, the 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 really when the rot started to sink in was in 1971 when Nixon switched us over from the gold standard uh, to the fiat currency and. That's when you start seeing the deficits and the debt go up, and it's just been crescendoing and crescendoing for the past 50-something years, and now we're at this point. And so all these things that they're doing, I think, have been – they've been wargaming this. It's been a strategy for decades, and they figured out how to uh, – you know, the whole point of all of this is to make us desperate. Uh, to make us dependent on the government so they can come in and be the savior. And, and frankly, that savior uh, is not really a savior. It's really a, uh, it's a, our executioner. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, you know again, what, well, I was going to say, you know what's really interesting, I'm, Dan? So when I went over to Poland uh, a couple of months ago, the biggest thing, I said, wow, I feel like I'm in America 1980. Like, that was the feeling I got while I was in Poland. Just everything was sort of rolled back. But there, Poland, because of this Ukraine-Russia uh, situation, it's amazing watching these elites basically do what they did to us, but they're doing it at warp speed right now. So Poland was really kind of like the Florida... Um, you know, of Europe and Florida, meaning sort of last to implement COVID measures first to get rid of them. And Poland was like that over in Europe. And it's fascinating when I was there to see 
Um, so basically, they're only allowing the Ukrainian women and children, right, to, to leave uh, Ukraine as refugees. The men have to stay because uh, the last I heard from a friend of my wife's over there was that I think up until like 60 or 65 years old, they could draft you into the war. So the men aren't allowed to leave there now. So they have all these Cannon women. Fathers. What's that? They're cannon fodder for our, for our proxy war. Oh, yeah. And it's the same with Russia, too. Russia doesn't let the men leave now. So they have all these women and these children pouring into Poland. Well, over there, it's the Catholic Church that orchestrates it. You don't really see in America anymore a lot of nuns walking around in the costumes, but they wear them over in Poland, and you'll see old Catholic nuns walking around with about 20 um, Ukrainian refugee children. And when we were there, they had them living in, like, tents on the streets, and uh, we found out from, um, you know, my wife's family is still there and everything. So we talked to a lot of different people. Some of them work in government offices and they've been giving them welfare and everything else. Same deal as here with the South Americans and the Mexicans. And now what's happened is a lot of the Polish men are starting to get ticked off because a lot of the men have to leave Poland to make money in other countries. So they'll be gone either three weeks out of the month, like my wife's father, uh, he goes to France to work, and then he comes back because the men can't make money there anymore. And now they see the government, with our backing, was handing out welfare, like you're talking about Cloward Piven, uh, to all these people. So now some of the Polish people are starting to get ticked off, and now, boom, the finger gets pointed at them, and they're being called racist. Well, over there, they dumped between 2.5 to 5 million Ukrainian refugees into Poland. Poland is only 39 million people. People. The United States is like 370 million. So all of a sudden you dump 5 million so-called refugees into a country and then start telling the people that they're racist if um, they don't want them there. Then on top of it, what's happening at the same time? The United States signs a, an arms deal with Poland. The United States negotiates an arms deal between South Korea and Poland. The United States is building an army base in Poland. When I was over there, there was a day it's called the armed forces day uh which was to celebrate when poland pushed the russians out in 1920 well in the middle of warsaw they have a big square and they have a tomb of an un uh, unknown soldier like we have in arlington cemetery well on that day they rolled in all these uh, u.s army tanks they had all these little polish kids climbing on the tanks putting on u.s army gas masks it was the biggest piece of propaganda i had ever seen over in poland out of the 39 million people, uh, it's like 98% before this happened are actually Polish, identify as Polish. They only have 2,750 Africans there, but the United States sends over this black general. He looked like a character that Denzel Washington would play in a movie with like Oakley sunglasses, and he's standing there on the tank on this Armed Forces Day telling the people of Poland, you pushed the Russians out in 1920, and now you may have to battle the Russians again. And I'm, I'm sitting there seeing this while I'm in Poland, and I'm like, holy crap, is this stuff being shown in in the United States, but this is just everything they did to us from uh, about the early 1980s through 2000 happening at warp speed over there in Poland, like over the course of six months to a year. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, it, they, people have to understand 
it's not Americans that are doing this. It's the cabal that has hijacked the American government that's doing this. And I like to, I like to make that dichotomy because I think a lot of Americans have just, they're just not awake to the fact that our government is com- just about completely criminal. It's, uh, it, Washington, D.C. is a corrupt city. And it's a cabal. It's a racket. War is a racket, just like the old general Schmedley D. Butler said. You know, it's a racket. And you've got all these, you've got all these people invested into it. Most of the money isn't even going to your Ukraine. It's it's being it's going to replenish all the arms that we're sending over there. And who makes all the money off of that? Well, it's our defense contractors here. And who's who's got stocks and investing in that? What's our politicians? You know. Uh, uh, and that's just, but that's just one of the things. I think the other thing is they want Putin out of the way because I think Putin and his federation and his little group that he has, I, I'm not going to lionize him. Uh, I think that he's, I, I don't think he's a good guy either, but I think that you might have two competing new world orders or maybe they're working together. I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is all of this that you're seeing with this war and this this crazy idea that we've got to be sending billions and maybe trillions like we did in the Middle East. Now we're doing it in East Europe. It's all about policing America, destroying our economy, creating further debt, uh, making debt slaves out of us, and creating desperation and dependency. That's where all of this is headed. That's where the open borders are headed. Uh, they uh, you know, you we, you touched earlier. You're talking about some of the social issues, like the transgenderism and all this. Well, that's that's you know the basis of any strong foundation of any of any country is going to be the family, right? Well, that, that's that's their way of destroying the idea of what the family is, what the nuclear family is. They don't even want boys and girls to know what boys and girls are. They want to get them away from this idea that that they need to be a carbon-based human at all uh you know you can just you can be an elephant if you want i guess i don't know it's just becoming crazy they're inducing mass uh psychotic delusional thinking and they're and they're going after our kids uh and there it's just a well-rounded myriad of tactics that they're using it's a war on us and it's just like you know to in summary it's just everything that we've been talking about it seems like we're going in different directions but we're really not all of these things are part of the war machine that the globalist goons are has constructed and are using currently on us to destroy us and Americans had better wake up to this. Yeah, Dan, I, let me ask you. So, are you are you still following? Uh, are, are you still talking with? Um, I know your friends with Maria Espinoza, who you had mentioned, started the Remembrance Project, but um, she's still doing work around the border, right? Is she still involved with that stuff? She is. Uh, they just moved to Florida, so I'm not. I'm not in this in touch with Maria's as, as much as I used to be. Uh, but yeah, she's still, you know, she's still in, 
in the remembrance project, but uh, you know, she's given oh the past fifteen years of her life to this, and taken a lot of arrows, uh, and it wears a person down. Uh, and then you see what's happening now. I, she hasn't given up, but she's still working on things. Uh, but it's it, it's just uh, I can only speak for myself. You know, I, I, as far as the border issue goes, I, I don't I don't I don't know what to tell anybody. You know, I tried for many years, and 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 you know, President Trump was useful in at least in his his uh, rhetoric and what he was saying as his stated goal of building the wall and, you know, enforcing our immigration laws. Of course, that really didn't happen. And there's, you can list the number. It doesn't really matter why it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And now you've got, uh, you've got this clown that's in there. That's, you know, Captain Crappa's pants. And, uh, I think that right there is, is a psyops in itself. I think they're jacking with. They're showing us. Look, this is how much we control your government. Look who you have as your president. You think he's really running things? You know, he doesn't even know wh- where he is half the time. He's. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I, I, Dan, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It. It's literally like they they put the crypt keeper up there. Um, who even knows if half the time it's some deep fake video or like a hand, like it literally at this point, it could be a Jim Henson hand puppet. Like, you know, and like Sasha Baron Cohen that plays Borat is like controlling it at, at this point. I mean, I, I just saw a clip. Sometimes people share these clips on Twitter and I don't do a lot of politics or breaking news or daily news stuff on my show, but I see these sometimes, and I don't even want to waste... Usually, I would look things up to see if it's fake. But at this point, I'm like, there's so many clips of this guy just looking like he's having a heart attack on stage. It's not even worth your time to look these things up anymore to try to fact check them. Like, there was one that I saw today or yesterday. I don't even know what he was saying. It was like a minute long... And he literally just sounded like he was vomiting all over himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it says that, that the AR-15 round is five times more uh, powerful than any of the rifle rounds, which is anybody that knows anything about firearms, that's just, that's just, he's just retarded. He's just, <laughs> well, that's just lunacy. Just like I'm saying, I got two words, you know, made in America. I mean, I, 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 I think they're doing it. I can't believe, I, I suspect that maybe they're doing this on purpose uh, because they're just trying to rattle us. They want to get us, they want to get us in civil war mode. They want to, they want there to be civil unrest. They want, you know, people to take the streets with their guns so they can, that's another excuse for them to come in with the jack boots and the, you know, and, and, and you know, it, it would be like, January 6th times 100, you know, I mean, on steroids. Uh, if they can get us to to, uh, to start doing violent things, uh, you know, the, the only thing I, I, you know, and I thought long and hard about it. I, I, I don't, I can't tell you that I know exactly what the answer is. I don't think showing up to uh, 
in D.C. with a bunch of sidearms and long rifles is going to get you very far. I don't think you'd even make it to D.C. Second, second of all, that we we wouldn't have any. We, it's not like we would have an army with a chain of command and a constitution and you know like the North and the South did. Uh, it would just be a friendly fire shit show probably, and then a bunch of people getting arrested and throwing in in the in the Hague, uh, the the Gulag. Uh, so I think they're trying to to get us to do that. They're trying to do things that are so obviously, you know, over the top uh, to get us rattled to the point where we start doing things like that. And um, uh, that gives them an excuse to come in with the, with the uh, military. And uh, uh, I think that people need to think locally. They need to try to cultivate good relationships with their community, with their sheriffs. And uh, if you do elect people, you better, you better spend a lot of time watching over them. I don't care how good they sound. You need to make these uh, people that you elect, these so-called America first people, more afraid of you than they are the donor class or the, or the goons in Washington that will lord over them. Uh, well, Dan, Dan there, you, I, I, I just... No, I was going to say, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Hegelian dialectic, you know, problem, reaction, solution. And it's when you study, I mean, any issue or any um, story that you pick up, you know, when you wake up in the morning or whatever, and you're poking around, it's, it's just problem, reaction, solution over and over and over and over. And every single issue that they decide to take out like say russia ukraine right so all of a sudden they'll start saying that russia is developing uh killer robots so we have to have killer robots in the streets or you know china is developing super ai so we have to have super ai then they get people to say yes we need super ai and then their solution is to build super ai and then that solution causes 15 more problems and then they spin that into problems reaction solutions it's almost like every issue I study, it's always so easy now to point out the problem, reaction, solution. It's like over and over and over again. I remember years ago, since we're talking about the border, this was back when Newt Gingrich was running in a primary. Uh, that had to be back when maybe John McCain or Mitt, I think it was John McCain. But I remember Newt Gingrich getting up on the stage. And at this time... The border was a big issue because Congressman Tom Tancredo from Colorado was talking about it. He was kind of the Trump of his time. And Newt Gingrich actually started to say that the solution to fixing the open borders, of which he fully supported over the years, the issues to fixing those open borders was that every American was going to need to carry around a biometric ID card that Amex was going to make. American Express was going to make a biometric. This is like 15 years ago. And he said... Okay, the reason the, how we're going to get the 10 to 40 million illegals out of the country is that all Americans are going to have to carry a biometric ID card. So, see, it's create the problem, open the borders, get people to say they don't want the illegals here, and then offer the solution. Now, again, every one of these things they do has 500 different goals that they have in mind. They win on so many different issues. But do you see it like over and over and over again when you're studying this stuff? Yeah, that's all it is. It, 
they're creating all the economic woes so we can all become desperate and then have to turn to the government for government solutions. Hey, I'm going to starve. My my child is going to starve if you don't give me some food. Okay, well, we'll give you some food. It will, you know, we'll give you your 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 cheese, your government cheese, but you're going to have to comply and you know, uh, you're going to have to get this vaccine or you're going to have to take this mark, you're going to have to have this traceable technology put in you or, you know, uh you know, we'll we'll give you some uh, universal income. We'll do this for it. We'll do that. You know, it's all it all comes with strings attached, right? You know, and that's that's what this is all about. They're erasing freedom. They're erasing self determination. They're erasing our ability to trace our dreams, and they're killing the American dream. and And I think America is the number one target because we were the one shining city on the hill that that uh, at one time, you know, that was the the uh, that was an available goal. I mean, that was something that was feasible that you could do. And they're trying to erase that. And um, because, again, this all comes back, all of it, everything we've talked about comes back to people control, just like gun control. It's not gun control. It's people control. They've got to get us under control. They've got to get us subjugated. They've got to get us desperate. They've got to get us to the point where we're looking to them to be God and to fix all of our problems. And once we, you know, turn over that type of power to them, then they can come in and do what they ultimately want to do, which is depopulate the, the planet and uh, just leave the people that they have, uh, they've determined that are, you know, would be cohesive for their great reset, their build back better which would be slaves that will, I guarantee it will be completely controlled through technology and AI and the rest of us are gone. And, and I, I can tell you, I can tell you, your listeners there at, at gold standard, I want you to hear this from a father of a, of a son who was murdered by our government. Listen to me. Our government doesn't love you. Our government doesn't work for you. They're not your friend. You're worried about North Korea. You're worried about China. You're worried about Russia. You're worried about Iran. No, 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 no. Your biggest enemy is right here in this country up in Washington, D.C. Because that's nothing more than a, a, a cabal of criminals, district of criminals. And they don't take their orders from we the people. They take their orders from the globalist goons that want to create this new utopian transhumanist world of theirs that doesn't involve us being in it. It's just that simple. These people are demonic, they're satanic. You know, irrespective of what Putin is or isn't, when he said the other day, I don't know if you caught this, he said the other day that the Western leaders are Satanists. He's right. Cut through all the crap, just call it what it is. Now, you know, maybe they don't believe in Satan, but their idea, you know, Satanists, you know, what Satanists actually believe is that they're their own God. Right? So, you know, someone like Jared Kushner that believes, well, I'm going to live forever, and, you know, it's, I'm going to, you know, he's... He's declaring that he's his own God. He's given himself eternal life, right? He's part of it. And 
you know, anybody that associates himself with someone like that, you have to be suspect of. Definitely. Dan, I want, I want to play. I'm glad you brought this up because I want to have this discussion uh, with you because it's a, it's a discussion I can't have with many other people. And you have um, a background in uh, theology. We'll get into that for a moment. But let me just open this discussion with this clip from Peter Thiel, who my audience knows well, and he is instrumental in the so-called you know, MAGA movement now, whether people like him or not, but most people don't understand this because they just saw him as the supposed only billionaire Silicon Valley backer that Donald Trump had, which is not true, but that's what he was branded as. And this is a clip from Peter Thiel talking about transhumanism and Christianity. And I always say on this show, I'm not, this isn't a religious show. I'm not here to push Christianity on people. But when you remove the idea of God or of a creator from society, as were the goals of cultural Marxism going all the way back to the 1920s. So I want to have this conversation, but let's just open it up with Peter Thiel because I want you to hear what he has said about transhumanism and Christianity. I think the thing that's, that is striking on the sort of transhumanist versus Christian thing is how similar they are. And so I, I think you can, you can sort of point to metaphysical differences, but, uh, but uh, the thing that sort of is always striking is you're going to have a transformed body. Uh, you know, there's going to be this radical transformation of the way everything works. There will be no more random freak accidents that happen to kill you. Um, and, uh, and so I think it's actually the similarities that are, that are striking. And then uh, one shouldn't try to overlay some, uh, some metaphysical difference. And okay, so the, the, I've played this clip and analyzed it in depth uh, along with other clips from Peter Thiel you know, to my audience. And essentially what he is saying is that transhumanism, the merger of man and machine, uh, is really no different than Christianity because at the end of the day, God offers you eternal life in heaven and Peter Thiel will offer you immortality if you merge with artificial intelligence, if you merge with the machine, if you merge with the hive mind, if you merge uh, into their metaverse world. I mean, have you heard that before? Because not a lot of people have heard that clip. Oh. Yes, yes. And I've always known that all of this stuff that you're talking about, the New World Order, the, the transhumanism, it's all the mark of the beast. It's all, it's, it's nothing new. It's, they shouldn't even call it the New World Order. This, is gone, this goes back to Babylon. This goes back to the Tower of Babel. When, when men tried to create a utopia on earth, they tried to build their own tower up to heaven, right? Now, you can take it metaphorically or literally. But what's happening is nothing, anything different than what happened back then. They've just got technological, uh, a, a technology toy box to help accommodate this goal. They've always wanted this. This is what godless, satanic people always want. They don't believe in the devil. They believe that they're God. And so they're trying to offer up a fake Messiah, a fake uh, eternal life that, uh, apart from God. That's what they tried to do in Babylon. They tried to build a utopia, a utopian earth uh, without God. And so what God did is he came in and destroyed it. And then he, he cut us all up into different nations with different tongues. And there's a reason why we have borders and why we have different cultures and why we have different languages. It's to protect us from that, because that will always end up being the most tyrannical 
thing that, that you won't have any checks or balances on the planet. There won't be any ability to have any justice because the whole planet's under one government, right? And so who can stand up against it? You don't have an army to stand up against it. You might have some some uppity, dissatisfied serfs, but they can put that down really fast. And that's what this has always been the goal of the ungodly, satanic world system. And all this is, is just now they've created uh, the type of technology that they think they can make this come to fruition. And, and you know, they're moving in really fast. Uh, and so for him to say that, what he's really saying is this is, an, what an antichrist is, is he's trying to be the replacement of Christ. He's trying to be the, uh, he proclaims himself to be God. Okay, so let's just look at this figuratively. You don't have to look at it literally. They're proclaiming their, their agenda to be God. It's going to give you eternal life in heaven, and you'll, you'll be able to live in the metaverse. And, it, and you know, it, it will create a, uh, it'll just be like utopia. You know, we can, I guess they can pump you full of drugs or make you feel good and the whole time. And uh, so this, this agenda, the sick transhumanist agenda that they're, they have conceived, it's, it's just an expression of an old desire to build a uh, human, humanistic utopia apart from God, apart from the creator. Uh, yeah. And... They're going to get put down too. By the way, they're not going to succeed in this. Well, let me uh, let me ask is, you. If you, me, want, uh, you want to tie it into biblical eschatology? Well, the Bible does talk about it. It says that you know there will come a day where you know men will travel to and fro. You know, it used to be it would take you years to travel. You know what now takes you know a few hours. Uh, and then there'll be a, an increase in knowledge, and then there'll be a, a mark that everyone has to take if you want to buy or sell anything. And, you know, you can take that and you can convert it easily into what they're trying to say. And, you know, whether it's going to be in your your forehand or your right, or your I mean, your forehead or your right hand, I don't know. But it, what they're basically saying is, look, if you follow along with our agenda, you let us hook you up with all this stuff, you get you get tied into the digital currency system where we can control it, and you let us be your god, your master, your savior. Uh, then we can, you know, if we let you live, then you can be part of our our great reset, utopian, eternal life. Basically, it's pure madness, Dustin. Well, let me ask you this, Dan, because you've been studying. Um, you know, theology for a long time, and you've been researching a lot of, um, you know, sort of these secret societies and stuff. And I know a lot of this will be opinion because obviously, uh, I mean, look, these guys publish a lot of their plans publicly. They send Yuval Nero, uh, uh, Noah Harari out there to tell us we have no soul and free will is over. But where do you think, if you take the transhumanists from Ray Kurzweil to Peter Thiel, these guys that have been funding Singularity for a long time, then you have all of these doctors inside of the military, inside of DARPA, inside of NASA, in the CIA, you have all these professors out in the world of universities 
um, uh, academia, stuff like that. And, and one of the things I've been looking at that I think is one of the most dangerous groups right now are the scientists and engineers, the majority of which are devout atheists. And then they believe that they are basically gods because there is no God and they can engineer anything they want. And engineers will always find problems and keep trying to fix problems to the point in which they'll try to reach perfection, which they'll never reach. And then they'll end up fully destroying humanity. But do you think these guys operate at the higher levels, the Jared Kushners, the Peter Thiels? Are, are they part of some kind of collective? Is there a religion, a philosophy, an ideology that they worship, like you were just talking about, that they themselves believe they are gods? Or is this like organically happening with a bunch of psychopaths that believe they're gods? Or do you think outside of just World Economic Forum and the stuff that they publish, do you think they're meeting, they talk about this, they're following a book, a guideline, a blueprint? What do you think it is? This is not organic. No, not not a chance of that. I, I'm very sure that, that they are part of a, a esoteric, occultic type group that has been, you know, pulling our strings for years. Uh, and they've been around forever. They've been around, all, they've always been around. Uh, they have beliefs, and their beliefs really comes down to basically one thing. They are, they are their own God. They are the, the masters of the universe, and uh, they, are, they give themselves uh, I guess uh, providence or divine permission because they consider themselves to be divine to dispose of us if that's necessary uh, and to use us any way they like. Um, you know, the, it, and it is satanic. It, it's, you know, Satan said, I will ascend to the heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on both sides of the north. Uh, I will, you know, I will, I will be like the Most High. You know, all these I wills—that's who they are. They are collectively Satan. Well, I was going to say, Dan, I, I did three episodes reviewing in depth uh, Ray Kurzweil, who goes back several decades into this concept of singularity the merger of man and machine and this guy literally was talking about you know this is 20 30 years ago that he needed to reach a certain point uh in which they'd be able to inject uh basically stem cells and things into his body to allow him to be repaired and then at that point he could last another 10 years to where they would put nanobots in his body to repair his body at that point to which he could last 10 more years to when they would beam their mind up into the cloud into the silicone based neo uh, neocortex basically they call it uploading their consciousness and at which point then they could take that combine it into what he called the hive mind 
and then beam this back down into basically like a nanobot Iron Man non-biological suit or another biological body, which is basically like the babies they're going to build without parents in the synthetic wombs. Now, you would say, okay, this guy's crazy. Of course, Google hired him as their chief engineer. He was a big wig with Microsoft, and uh, he speaks in front of all the elites. So, I mean, these are this is obviously what they that's part of what they believe in at least the official narrative the stuff they'll let us know about i mean and for people that don't find that to be completely creepy um i always make the case here at the show like what's you may go to the gym, you may eat healthy foods, you may take vitamins, but at what point is it beyond trying to live a healthy life and trying to seek out immortality? And people like Ray Kurzweil, who's a thought leader in this space, people like Yuval Noah Harari, who's a thought leader in this space, they literally talk about becoming gods. And so do you think they collectively believe that a certain number of them will be like one god or are they going to be individual gods that rule like will there be two thousand gods and they rule over the whatever amount of people they let live 500 million a billion two billion i believe that they have historically partnered up you know it's like you hear the terms in christianity the body of christ there's a body of Satan, okay? The body of Christ, the difference is we acknowledge that there is a Christ and there's a God above us, and he's our creator. Their, their religion teaches them, this is what Satanism teaches. It doesn't teach that there's a Satan. It teaches that you are God, that you will be like the Most High. If you look in the book of Isaiah, it's a 14, uh, Isaiah 14, I think it's, Verses 13 and 14, you'll read all this stuff. But for, for you, Lucifer, have said in your heart, I will send, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will be like the most high. That's who these people are. It doesn't matter whether they, they uh, believe in a devil. They might, I guess. I, I don't know if they do or not. I think they just believe in themselves and they recognize each other and they have they have you know they have teamed up and they recognize that there is a small i guess a group of people just like them on the planet and it's in their interest of pursuing this utopia of theirs that they they work together and uh, i'm sure they have hierarchies uh but but yes, I think it is. I think it's. You can call it the, the Illuminati or the New World Order. Yeah, it's a. It's a group. Of, it's real. All right. Well, let me let me it's, ask it's you this. Well, let me let me ask you this. So, there's a whole new wave of podcasts that have come out over the last few years. Uh, many of which, I'll, I don't want to name all the different podcasts, uh, but. I will say many of which which grow grew out of Joe Rogan, who I've openly uh, called out on this show, so I don't mind doing that, although it's not really good for your career in podcasting. But Joe Rogan controls a number of, like, conspiracy-type shows, um, you know, esoteric shows, stuff like that. And one of the big messages that I see, and, and, and to be honest... I mean, I don't even know your thoughts. I didn't talk to you about this, but Joe Rogan is constantly pushing uh, 
psychedelics on the kids and everything like that now you know people want to go trip out in the woods and have some spiritual um, experience or something i just tell them the government i just spent four shows proving the government has consolidated psychedelics they're about to be rolling them out they want to replace things like adderall with ketamine and other psychedelics it's all an extension of uh mk ultra which uh, came out of our government from 1953 to 1964 under the chemist Sidney gottlieb who was trained by you know the nazis and the japanese torturers and it's always weird i point out the Sidney gottlieb was in fact, Jewish and then trained by the Nazis, but that's besides the beside the point. But you take Joe Rogan, who's out there pushing psychedelics. He brings people like Elon Musk on the show. He normalizes transhumanism. He desensitizes people to it. He sits there with Musk and smokes a joint. Goes, oh, that's so cool. Putting a brain chip in your head is really cool, dude. It's creepy, but it's cool. And so there's a whole wave of these podcasts that have grown out of Joe Rogan's sphere. And when I listen to them, they may sound reasonable and they're fighting against the technocracy but at the end of the day the common theme that i see them pushing is one psychedelics and two this new age stuff and it's a new age push towards they appear to be pushing you towards spirituality but if you really listen to what they're saying they're pushing these younger kids that are listening towards this concept that you are your own god and i said to myself you know years ago i i read sort of uh anton lavey's you know lavey and satanism stuff and that was what that was all about you were your own god and so do you see that as an intentional push and, and obviously they're not going to give everyone immortality or god status but they have to get these younger people to start tripping on government acid and believing that they're going to be gods because that's how you're going to talk them into putting on the virtual reality headset or getting a brain chip put in their head and stepping inside of the metaverse to live under peter thiel's version of uh, christianity that he calls transhumanism i mean do you see this that that is an orchestrated effort because yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i mean they're going to candy coat it they'll they'll mix a lot of even Christian type of uh, words and, and phrases and, and things into the mix. You know, Satan, if you, if you, if you read the Bible, if you look, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's in Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And, you know, his greatest trick isn't putting on a devil suit and coming at you with a pitchfork and going, I am the devil, uh, you know, <laughs> follow me to hell. You know, he doesn't work that way. His his best trick is to make you think that, oh, you know, well, I'll mix in, I'll mix in some of this Jesus stuff and I'll mix in, you know, it, I'll make it sound all good and, and, and well. But, you know, uh, what he really is, is controlled opposition. Because where is he taking you? He's telling you that, look, if you take these psychedelic drugs, well, you'll open yourselves up to things that exist in the spiritual world, and that's how I get you. Uh, and you, and that's exactly what happens with that stuff. I mean, you know, psychedelics have been around for, for millennium. I mean, it goes back, you know, ancient cultures, you know, and, and it was all used for religious experiences, right? Uh, the, you know, the Aztecs and the Incas, and uh, it, it just goes back along pharmacia. It's what it's called in the Bible. And, 
if they can get you involved with that, they can open you up to a lot of things, and then they can sweet talk you in and candy coat you into look. We can put these devices in your body to make you like the six million dollar man. You won't ever die. You can you'll your intellect will be beyond belief. It'll be off the charts, through the roof. You won't even need to go to school anymore. You'll already know everything. Uh, and we can just create a, a permanent bliss. It's all at our fingertips. If you just follow us and you you know follow go this way and uh yeah yeah so you know it's not just it's not just people on the left and, and you know and in hollywood that are you know more obvious moral reprobates that are telling you this is a cool thing to do i mean you're going to have people like joe rogan that will mix up you know a, a lot of conservatives have, have got him confused as a conservative just like they have elon musk confused as a conservative there's a lot of co cognitive dissonance it takes in my mind to designate a guy that is pushing Neuralink and is sending up these, you know, they think the Starlink stuff that he's sending up, it, it's a surveillance system, man. <laughs> it's all it is. That's why he's getting rich. That's why they're, they, that he's got a contract with, with the cabal to send up their surveillance system, and that's why he's the richest man on the planet. Uh, he's not, he's not for you and how anybody can believe that I, I'll never know. And, and that doesn't mean that he, and the sad thing is he's got good ideas about uses of technology in some areas, but, but it's kind of like this, the fact that he's pushing this transhumanist agenda, it's kind of like, okay, he might have good ideas, you know, just like an apple pie might taste really good but if you piece put a piece of dog shit in the middle of the pie you're, it's still a bad pie right <laughs> you know i don't care how good it tastes on the outside it's still dog crap okay and you can't let cognitive dissonance take you away from the fact that this guy pushes transhumanism transhumanism is satanism it's it's it, it's Babylonianism 2.0. That's all it is. It's oh, a, yeah. it's an it's an, a, a willful uh, defiant agenda to try to create uh, heaven on earth by man for man apart from God. That's what it yes. is. That's what it's always been. Yep, and, I, and I've gone even farther. I've showed the audience, I mean, some of these guys actually refer to it now as post-humanism. So transhumanism leads to post-humanism. Post-humanism means no humans. It's anti-humanism. It's death of humanity. That's why when these guys go out there and they say this stuff, people don't understand that they have declared war on humanity. At this point, you know, black, white, brown red whatever it doesn't matter they have declared war on humanity and this is why 
as we were talking about earlier, on their strategies of the last 10, 15, 20 years, like open borders and demographic warfare, they go, it, let's just stay, stay in the United States for a second, we go over and we destabilize, as you mentioned before and I did, these uh, South American countries, Central American countries, Mexico, we destabilize them, then we pump the money in through front groups like USAID to run these caravans, bring all these people in, the border's a joke. The Border Patrol's only allowed to do what they're told they're allowed to do. And so you flood the country with all these people. You destabilize the United States. I mean, this is these are the games that these guys run. And uh, people like your son Spencer are just... Uh, you know, they're just a casualty of war. In fact, they're probably upset that there exactly. weren't uh, 10 million more Spencers. Listen, I think they have Plan Bs. I think that they don't. I think they're they're not really that concerned what method it takes. I think that they view some methods as a lot less messier than other methods. Like I think using the technology and the, and the and the digital corral to get us all in to where they can they can they soften the target up enough to where they can just at will take which ones of us they want to dust and take out. They can do, but. I think that they're willing to go to DEFCON 1 uh, and go ahead and pull it, you know, pull it, push the launch button if they have to, because why do you think that they, why do you think that they're they've so invested in all these bunkers? And, you know, why do you think the government's just bought up all this potassium iodide? And, and I think they're willing to do whatever it takes. And I think that they're getting pretty desperate and we're coming right down on the, we're getting pretty close. We're on the precipice of this. They want to get, they have feel like they have a time window, a time frame to get rid of most of the people on the planet. They cannot pursue what they want to pursue with us here. Well, you know, you, you mentioned earlier guns, right? So think about this situation. They only care about themselves. So if there's still flesh and blood, right, and, and a pitchfork or a, a shotgun can, can kill them, that, that's all they're afraid of is if all of a sudden the people woke up and it devolved to basically primal, you know, primal war at that time and people are getting dragged out of their mansions and beaten to death like Muammar Gaddafi in the streets. So at the end of the day, if they go to their so you know their underground bunkers or their Mars space station or whatever, and they don't really care about the guns at that point because if we're just turning them on each other, killing each other, they would be glad to have that, like the movie The Purge. They don't care about all their government workers. They don't care about the police that they send out there into these war zones. They don't care about all the administrative IRS agents. I mean, those people are enemies against us in many times, but they would be glad if a civil war broke out out and people started shooting each other as long as they were insulated yeah yeah and we're coming to the point now where they may not even need that much human personnel because they're creating ai i mean look what's happening in uh you're seeing it right now over in uh in ukraine you know you, you've got these uh iranian uh, suicide drones i mean they've got all kinds of technology that can do a much more efficient job of killing masses so they don't even have to put people out there on you know on the line uh but i think personally what they're what they're trying to do is that they figure well 
if they can create enough havoc in the economy and get everybody unemployed and everybody desperate and hungry and starving and there's chaos and there's no rule rule of law and then they can they can you know implement this currency that we were talking about that they're talking about which is their digital currency and basically just you know if we don't comply they can starve us out they just they'll just shut off the currency they'll shut off the spigot so to speak and i think that's probably their plan a uh but i i definitely think that they have they're willing to you know the way nuclear weapons work now is they do air bursts and they're up over the city and they're up they go straight down they don't a surface burst will create a lot more fallout so they think that there's you know still plenty of sectors for them that they you know parts of the earth that they can go to uh, that won't be contaminated or whatever uh it's just these people you cannot be cynical enough you can't you can never underestimate how evil they are yeah oh definitely definitely not i mean we are dealing with high-end you know psychopaths uh uh, now let me let me just ask you because you mentioned a couple minutes ago that you feel like that they they are up against some sort of timeline that they're trying to reach. Now let me just ask you, um, why do you think that is, or do you have any idea? Have you studied any, studied anything? Because obviously, I it, it's not it's not like I see. I don't believe they're afraid of us at all anywhere around the world because the last two years under COVID land the high school theater production. We all fell into line. Yeah, some of us didn't get jabbed. Some of us said, screw you, I'm not wearing the mask. But for the most part, when we had to comply, you know, look, I had to go out and get a fake vaccine passport. I probably just implicated myself in a crime, but so what? It was, I didn't do anything with it for the government. I needed it to get into a, into a theater. But, uh, you know, so at the end, I still had to get one. I still had to play the game. So I don't think they're afraid of us revolting like there's going to be some organized revolution against them what do you think this timeline is is it something to do with a biblical timeline something to do with their version of spirituality what do you think it is well i think that they have a cultic beliefs uh that guide that uh it's all about numerology and Demetria, I think that's possibly one of the things that guides their their timing on all of this. But the other thing is, I think that they are concerned that there might be a great awakening, and I think people are waking up. Justin, I don't think I don't think you and I are an anomaly. I think I think a lot of people are waking up. They're starting to see the writing on the wall. They're starting to see who it is, and as that, you know. The, this isn't a terribly large group of people that we're talking about here. Uh, it's so I think that they are they have considered that look if we wait too long and 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 the and the the you know the peasants get restless and they figure us out we may have a real problem on our hands so we better you know we better get it in front of this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they've been wargaming this for a long time. And they've been, 
considering what the obstacles might be while we were busy watching NFL and, you know, NBA and the voice and all that, they were war gaming this stuff. And I think they, they probably figure that, uh, yeah, we better move on this. Um, well, you know, one of the things because, that I'll say, uh, you know, I'll say, uh, let me throw this out there because I generally on my show, if I'm going to give my opinion or, or talk about stuff I've wargamed in my own head, trying to put myself into their mindset, you know, I, I'll do that. And I tell the audience, this isn't like there's evidence of this, but one of the things I showed on this show uh, was a lecture by a guy named Dr. Charles Morgan III, who was a intelligence officer supposedly retired out of the cia for 10 years and he did a lecture in front of west point military academy in 2018 and uh, this guy's a real creep he works out of university of new haven and yale university and basically he tracks all the different technologies frankenstein technology for the government and assesses stuff and they do experiments over there but one of the things he talked about in 2018 was a shot that they could give to somebody, um, whether that be, let's say in the case of the jab, right? They can give you a shot, and in that shot is a stem cell, and the stem cell is programmed to do two things. One, it can move anywhere inside of your body that it's programmed. So basically, it could find its way to your brain and sit inside your brain. And then the next program that runs could be, say, to spread brain cancer. And they could trigger the stem cell at any point using a sound wave. So for instance, like your phone goes off and it's an amber alert from the government, but that ding, ding, ding on your phone is actually the sound wave that triggers the stem cell to grow the cancer inside you. So the cancer, so the stem cell could be sitting in your body for a year, two years, three years, whatever, before they trigger it. This was technology he was admitting that the government actually has in this lecture. So part of this thing is they brag about what they're going to do because why was that video, why is it sitting up on YouTube and allowed for people to watch when it's a lecture in front of West Point? But one of the things I've said to the audience is across the world there was nine different companies that did the, uh, the COVID land uh, vaccine. Well, there's Pfizer, let's say, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna. All right, just because... There's a vial with ingredients inside the paperwork. Doesn't mean that's what it actually is. You could take the Moderna and there could have been, you could put 10 vials on a table and everyone could have something different. One could be stem cell with cancer. One could be stem cell that has lung cancer. One could be nanobots. One could be rat poison that's going to kill you right now. One could be, just because we're told that it was a vaccine that wasn't tested doesn't mean that's what it is. Just because I buy a product at the grocery store that has ingredients on the side because the FDA told a company they have to do it doesn't mean that that's the ingredients that are in that box. So one of the things I've thought about for a while as I try to put myself into the mindset of a psychopath is one of the timelines they could be up against. And folks, I'm just throwing this out there because it's a conversation. We're BSing. Is, um, is that they could have gave, like, say they have a juice they gave to everybody, and it's all set to kill people at different times, to thin the herd slowly, so that we have funerals. Like you said, your neighbor died. Your brother's been sick. I have in my personal life, at least, 
12 or 13 people I know that have either died or ended up getting cancer, uh, heart disease, and other things that all got jabbed, okay? So it's a lot of people. I've never heard this many people in my sick uh, that were sick in my life at the same time. So let's say they were up against the clock, which is that when a bunch of people are going to die, you know, and people are going to start to figure out what happened here, maybe that's the clock they're up against. That is a clock that they're up against, and I think you're right. I think that these things have time capsules on them, and I think they're all different. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to do it all at once. Uh, if they're going to do that, then that's when they probably just, you know, go ahead and initiate a nuclear war. But, uh, but no, I, I think that it's just like you said, that uh, they, they know that eventually the, the truth is going to start doing I keep using that word, but that's, you know, and people are going to start seeing it. And, and that's part of the great awakening I'm talking about. You know, but again, and also you have to realize that, like, say someone like Jared Kushner, what's he, about 40 now? So if he, he's, he's got to buy himself some time. He's, he doesn't have that much time. He has maybe 10 years to get you know, the world and the type of conditions that he wants to get his bunch, you know, connected with this eternal life technology of theirs. They got to get people off the planet before they can do that. You see what no, I'm saying? Oh, oh, oh I, agree. I, I agree. I agree with you on that because the latest interview I found with Ray Kurzweil, he's looking pretty damn old and, um, almost like dementia like in the latest interview he was kind of babbling and so that's what i would imagine if there's a lot of these people that have been working on this for years upon years take henry kissinger for instance yeah yeah take henry kissinger he's like a job of the hut slug and he's probably sitting there going i wrote about the depopulation in 1972 what are we doing i'm 500 years old i want my eternal life what's going on Yeah, I mean, they got to get on the ark before the flood, you know, and the, uh, the, the, their ark is their own man-made technological ark, and the flood is people. Uh, and the, 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 the world is growing. I mean, we're at, what, almost 7 billion people now. That's not acceptable. They've said their acceptable level is about 500 million. And uh, so they, you just can't, again, you, you can't make plans to stay here forever if you're going to have a bunch of people being born, millions of people being, you know, being born every year. Can't do that. And so, what, so you know, that might have something to do with all these puberty blockers and why they want, you know, abortions and they want, you know, they want kids to all turn gay or be transgender. So if they want to stop the pot, they don't want more people. They don't want babies. Um, well, Dan, well, Dan, and- I mean, I, I showed, I mean, I showed a clip that everyone has seen, but I brought it back up a few shows ago because it's really important. And that's the clip of uh, Bill Gates in 2010 at Ted talk. Uh, and the reason why I brought it up is because I had just gotten a message uh, right before I was recording the show from my wife that a close friend of hers 
who's uh, she's got two young daughters, thirteen and ten, and uh, father's really not. Uh, he's around, but he's kind of a dope. He's not really involved, and the mother got scared into. Uh, getting the COVID jab for her 13-year-old daughter by her doctor who said she suffers from really bad asthma. She needs this. And she got it. And two weeks later, this girl's diagnosed with basically early-stage myocarditis, but it's this one heart disease that you can never get rid of. She's going to have it forever now. And so I decided to go on air and talk about you know, I said, let me replay this clip because we all forget these things. And that was Bill Gates saying that if we do a great job with healthcare, yep. new vaccines, and um, yep. and reproductive health services, which is abortion, uh, we know that, then we could lower this population yep. by 10 to 15%. I mean, I played it, and what I did was I played the uh, three minutes leading into it and the three minutes coming out of it to show that it was completely in context because the fact checkers had to write over the years that it was not in context. Yes, it's in context. He says if we do a great job with new vaccines, abortions, and health care, we'll lower the population by 10 to 15%. I mean, you can't get any clearer than that. And the audience actually laughs yeah, and chuckles about it. He just told you the truth. I mean, but you got all these people who are just you know, they can't wait to get their next booster from the, and they know that this guy is, is tied into all that. I, it, it baffles my mind why anybody would want to go get a shot that Bill Gates or any of these people that he's associated with uh, are pushing. Why? I mean, they, they told you what they want to do. Yeah, Dan, and, the, and oh, the other part yeah. the other part that baffles my mind is that while all this was being rolled out, so everyone who identified on the right should not have gotten it because Bill Gates was involved and people on the right don't like Bill Gates. On the other side, everyone I knew in my life who identifies on the left, I was warning them saying, guys, you've been calling Donald Trump Adolf Hitler for the last three years of your life. But now you're going to line up and take Adolf Hitler's shot? Like, you've called him yeah. a Nazi, but still, now you're going to... He's still claiming it. He's never <laughs> denounced it. Yeah. He's still proud of it. It's insanity, Dan. Operation yeah, Warp yeah. Speed, Dan. Warp Speed. We put it out there. So great. So great. The military great go. people. Yeah, he, to my knowledge, he has never come out and and renounced it. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, you're going to go take medicine from people like this, people that you know that are that have been investigated, that that were were actively involved in creating the damn virus in the first place. You're going to take their medicine. You know, it's just. It's just, it, again, it's, it's this mass form of, I guess, cognitive dissonance or, or some sort of hypnosis that, you know, people hear the term, well, the government says this and the, and the authority said this, and they don't ever question authority. Uh, and because you got Donald Trump saying it's good, you got Republicans saying it's good. Well, then it must be good. You, you got Billy Graham, what's his name? Franklin Graham saying this is what Jesus would do. <laughs> okay we're gonna go get it because that's what jesus would do that's what because that's what franklin graham said and listen 
you know, again, I'm not anti-vax because, you know, vac- vaccines, I'll be the first to say they've been, they can be helpful, but all these vaccines that, you know, they'll try to make you, well, we've always had vaccines. And I'm like, well, yeah, but those vaccines have had five to 10 years of human and animal testing. So we could get some sort of snapshot of, of exactly what we're looking at with long-term health effect, you know, health, you know, safety uh, issues. That hasn't happened here. And as a matter of fact, this isn't even, this isn't even close to what those vaccines are. This is some sort of technology that they're shooting into you. It's, it's, they're just calling it a vaccine. They're really just using semantics to fool you into taking this. And, you know, now they're, now you hear that there's some major college that's, they're, they're working on a, a new, a new advanced version of COVID that's six times more uh, deadly than the one that we had. So, okay, why in the hell would anybody ever want to create something like that? Other than yeah, exactly. Why, do, why does our government create half the stuff we create? I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on the show analyzing, uh, you know, the government's cyborg soldier programs. I mean, I made the point on here, Dan, while we're talking about Russia and Ukraine. So we have the cyborg soldier program, which is basically genetically modifying a human, turning him into a real-life Incredible Hulk, and then building an exoskeleton Iron Man suit that we strap on over them with a Neuralink brain chip in their head that communicates with their exoskeleton suit. So I'm sitting here reading this document and then listening to two of the co-authors on a podcast openly talk about this. They work for the government. And I'm saying to myself, where is this supposed war going to take place on the ground with these like Marvel superheroes? Like China will have them, Russia will have them, will have them. Um, so if we have the technology to build this like real life Iron Man slash Incredible Hulk, then and Putin is this bad guy we say that is like the reincarnation of Hitler or Stalin. Why don't we just use Elon Musk Starlink satellites to like laser zap Putin while he's taking a crap one day, and boom, it's over, and now we could spread democracy in Russia or whatever we're going to tell the people. What are we building cyborg? So I said this isn't about building cyborg soldiers. If all these governments can build. Killer robots, and we're all enemies. Why don't they just take their killer robots up to Antarctica, and they can fight with each other, and whoever has the last robot standing wins the oil pipeline or whatever they're interested in really getting. I mean, see, this is why none of the stuff actually makes sense uh, based on the narratives that they feed us when you use common sense and critical thinking to break it apart. Like, nobody's looking to build a cyborg soldier, soldier to fight some civil war battle or to go run around in a desert in Afghanistan or to go fight in the woods somewhere in Russia. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I mean, they're building this because that's obviously the technology that they want for themselves, whatever immortal being they think they're going to become. It's just spot on. I mean, it's just, this is, uh, your government doesn't love you. Uh, these, they buy science. Uh, they buy the experts. 
Uh, and when they create this technology, it's just like the internet. You know, the internet is, there's a lot, a lot of nifty things that come out of it, but let's face it, what it's really been, it's been a 30 year data collecting uh, scheme. So they want to know about you. They, it's just like Yuval Harari says, we know more about you than you know about yourself. <laughs> yes, you know? he every does. Time you got, look, every time you got on Instagram or you got on uh, Twitter and you started saying what you think, then, you know, our AI collected that data and stored you into the right file. And, uh, you know, all along, you've been thinking that it, it's this was to, to make your life better. No, it's to make we want to do a lot easier and that's yeah. what's going to happen with this di digital currency. It's just like the shot. Oh, the shot's going to save you. Well, this digital currency is going to make your life. Oh, so much more easier as a ease of operation and you'll like it. And it's just going to make life uh, you know, a lot, a lot more convenient, but what it really is, it's making it a lot easier for them to control you. And, uh, which is, you know, the basic, that's the nature of, of central bank reserve uh, currency anyways, you know, because who gets to control the, the currency, you know, uh, but this is just an extension of that. And it's a lot more, uh, it's, that's a bigger bang because uh, you can't be anonymous with it. And uh, that's where we're headed. And again, all of this stuff, everything we've been talking about is all part of the scheme to uh, take us to this place where we're in the corral. They got us and there's nowhere, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Well, you let me ask build you this. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. We talked about that too. Build the homestead. I mean, eventually they will get to the homestead. Oh yeah, I mean, you sit and duck. At least if you're in the suburbs, you you might have some friends around you to help you in the line of fire. But you know, in the suburbs, you're out there on eighty acres or something, and you're just you and your and your loved ones and a you know a couple. You're you're what do you say? They got drones that can take care of you in ten minutes. Yeah, and in the short term, in the short term, they could fly over and crop dust you, you know, and you kill all your vegetables and everything yeah. and your animals they anyway. Your crops, you know, that's they ain't worried about homesteads. That's ridiculous. No, now let me let me wrap up with this before uh, uh, I let you go. I just want to say so. You know, if you go back to, let's talk about the United States quick. If you go back to our founding and you look at the Declaration of Independence, you know, at, which is basically <clears throat> our founding is out the window. They pretty much destroyed the United States. Now this is a, a war against all of humanity. But when they said, you know, when it says we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness— and since all that's out the window now, uh, and that's why there has been this attack on God, on the Creator, uh, going all the way back to the 1920s, even before that, to remove God from society that would remove morality, ethics, civility. Now we see this war against humanity, so they're trying to further push God out of the way and replace it with this fake Joe Rogan spiritual God, this 
uh, Peter Thiel transhumanist God. Let me ask you, as as yourself, as a Christian, um, as someone that believes in God, what are we as humans? I think I think speaking to humans worldwide, not right, left, any color. What should we be doing? Do we sit there and just trust in the plan and hope for God, or would God want us to be fighting back? I think that. Well, uh, you start your day off by connecting with God. You 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 pray. You pray. You 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 talk to God. You 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 know you you got to get yourself on the right footing, and you got to be communicating with God and and listening to God on on a, on a personal level for your life. But it, uh, other than that, you know, you do the things that you can do. Uh, you know, I'll still go vote, Dustin. Uh, not not that I I particularly believe in the people that I'm going to vote for, but I do believe that there are certain secondary issues or superficial, you know, like the Second Amendment, things like that, that might make combating this stuff a little bit easier. Uh, but you know, I think the real thing is you got to maybe look at community. And you need to partner up with people that believe the way you believe and and you fight it any way you can like we're doing right now there's there's it's not set in stone that these people are going to win okay i don't think they are going to win to be honest with you now whether or not that's because of uh, 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 divine intervention i i can't tell you it might it, it may be uh, but uh you fight it Spiritually, you understand that that the underbelly of all this is a spiritual battle. So, you know, you have to connect with God. And you've got to know that God's got your back. God, God's bigger than all of this. He knows what's going on, and He's bigger than all of this. Secondly, you take practical steps to, to the best of your ability to try to insulate yourself and your family as well as you can from this stuff, and you just. You keep your eyes open and you stay by that bushy tailed and, and, you know, try to avoid any of the traps. Uh, and uh, other than that, I really don't know what else you can possibly do. You know, they, well, that's the thing. I think you're right, Dan. You have to insulate yourself. You have to protect yourself and your family. You know, you can do things, as I talk about on this show all the time, you know, to not feed the beast, you know, to not put on the Fitbit wa- uh, or the iWatch, to not strap your home up with Amazon ring cameras, don't put sensors in your baby's nursery, you know, try to interact as little as possible with the the smartphone and things like that. I mean, you know, there are things you can do to begin to insulate yourself. But one of the big things, I just want to leave it at this, Dan, with the silver lining in all of this is that the technocrat transhumanists are a paper tiger and we mentioned this earlier elon musk starlink satellite system that that you said is a big surveillance system it's also going to provide i'm not the internet to people out in the you know farms like they want you to believe 
But the entire technocracy prison planet, whether it's CBDC, digital currency, the social score wallets, Neuralink brain chips inside people's heads, VR goggles, AR goggles, you know, wristbands they make you wear, all of that stuff, folks. They're CRISPR gene editing systems. Everything runs on technology. And all of this stuff is connected to the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, and the Internet of Everything. It all runs on the Internet. It all runs on power. And at the end of the day, these guys may play God and think they could geoengineer and cloud seed and everything else, use their harp systems and weather machines. But God can still, Dan, strike down their satellites, blow up one satellite receiver, and take out the entire technocrat system. It would be over within about two seconds if there was just one giant storm powerful enough to knock the technology out of whack, and their whole entire thing collapses. It's one big paper tiger. I think that's the silver lining in this whole story. Yes. I agree. And that is the problem, Dan, when, you, when you're dealing with these guys. I think they know that, too. Uh, that is why they want to hack and control everything. They're always trying to control natural life, the natural world, humans. I mean, they want to control everything down to the last mosquito, down to the last blade of grass, almost like uploading a software, uh, Microsoft, into everything. They want to have total control over everything. Because at the end of the day, they're not gods. As I said earlier, these people are hackers. They are hijackers. They are pirates. That is all they are. All right, Dan. Uh, uh, any final words? You're welcome back on the show anytime you want to come on, sir. I appreciate it. I I, I got to take care of some things here, but uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, it was a very uh, interesting discussion. And I hope <laughs> we can have more. I told you, Dan, we could go anywhere you want on the Dustin Gold Standard. I'm not afraid to talk about anything, and you're the uh, perfect guest for the show. I thank you very much. I love your brother. Stay safe. Have fun on your bike, and say hi to your puppy for me. Will do. Take care. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world. Built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.